Hello, friends. Today's episode is brought to you by From Within Records. Have you had a chance to go stream Gimmick Dreams by Pain Clinic? If not, please hit pause, go boot up your Spotify, your Apple Music, your Tidal, your YouTube, Bandcamp, whatever. Go stream Gimmick Dreams by Pain Clinic. It's an awesome record. Also, if you have not had a chance to listen to the new songs by Envision, once again, go boot up your Spotify, your Instagram, uh, not your Instagram, excuse me, your Spotify, your Apple Music, your Bandcamp, YouTube, and go stream those new songs from Envision. I love that band. I wish they were more busy doing more stuff, but I appreciate them whenever they drop. I hope they can make it out to California again. They're awesome. New record coming in 2023. Also, if you have not had a chance to listen to the From Within Records podcast, episode 13 with Connor from Morning and Alex Casey of Streets of Hate is out now. Subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast, wherever you're listening to this. Go listen to the From Within Records podcast. Thank you later. I'm a fan of what they're doing over there. Also, at FYA this year, Carter is putting together a zine, one teen unity zine. So please go check out their Instagram and get more info there. And if you're not following From Within Records on social media, please boot up your Twitter, your Instagram. Go sign up for the newsletter over at Substack. You can thank me later. And like I always say, please support From Within Records because they support us. Also, if you're looking for high quality merch for your bands, for your business, please hit up my friends over at Good Fortune Printing out of Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. You can follow them on Instagram at Good Fortune Printing, or you can get in contact with them through email, contact at goodfortuneprinting.com. I love that company. I love working with them. I love seeing all the awesome stuff that they put out. So please support them and you can thank me later. All right. Before we get into to today's guests, this is going to be a wild week. Uh, I'm a huge fan of K pop. All of you who listen to this know that by now, but this is like, full circle type shit um let's go back to 2019 one of my best friends nate miller and i backstage at coachella minding our own business and these four beautiful women are coming towards us and i'm hitting nate like yo who are they we need to figure that out because nate and i are just um you know backstage minding our own business just like everybody else and we were just shocked at how beautiful these women were do a little bit of research ask around come to find out it's black pink and i are like holy shit like we had no idea that was black pink and at the time knew about uh, bts knew about twice heard about black pink but i wasn't into k-pop at that point so it was just this weird thing okay we saw black pink at coachella but i didn't know what was going on so i didn't uh, appreciate it uh so here we are 2022 I'm way more involved. I have a lot more knowledge and Blackpink has dropped two albums since then. So I'm happy to finally be able to go see them and actually appreciate them live. I'm really looking forward to hearing Lisa's solo stuff live. I can't wait to hear Lovesick Girls live. That's going to be the moment of the concert where I'm just in heaven because I love that single so much and I'm dying to hear it live and it's, it's going to be great. I get to see my friends from Hawaii 
Shout out Nalu who's coming back to town. He's a madman, always traveling. So it's going to be great to hang out with him. Maybe meet some more K-pop people. Who knows? But that's something that I'm really looking forward to this weekend. And also today, by the time this is out, Ua will have their new album out, Pity Pat, which I'm super excited about. I watched the music video teaser and it just brought me so much joy because it seems like with this release and hopefully with the whole um, album dropping that they're leveling up the production uh in the music sounds way better the music video looks like a high budget music video and i'm just so excited i'm so excited for them and i hope that this just continues to push them into more of the mainstream and people start to show them respect because they're from a smaller company but the music they make is high tier it's amazing so for anyone who's not familiar go check out Ua. you can thank me later they're super awesome for anybody who's watching the video i had to hit the record store today we had to go pick up the new triple s album this is the first subunit um which i'm so excited for I, i've been wanting to pick this up for a long time this is uh, acid angels from asia another good group that you should be listening to you can also thank me later but I, I just love K-pop and I'm happy to be in the middle of this craziness and meeting a ton of new people along the way. So shout out to the Discord, the OT5. We're going to link up in 2023. It's going to be insane. But okay, on to today's guest. We had to track down our good friend Mercy. A lot of you are familiar with her solo stuff, which is amazing if none of you had a chance to listen uh, me listen to it go check out her solo stuff it's awesome but we wanted to have her on today because she sings for a new band called fleshwater and they just released their new record on close casket activities titled we're not here to be loved it's amazing front to back has these great 90s vibes and i, I just love their whole aesthetic and I hope all of you have had a chance to listen to the record because it's seriously amazing from front to back. I, I love the rollout that they did. They're showing proper love. They have two music videos, hopefully more on the way. It's seriously so perfect with how they're putting out this band. And they have a show in a couple days on Long Island with Koyo, another one of my favorite bands. But also next month, December, For the Children. Fleshwater will be here, which I'm also excited for. So hopefully all my friends here on the West Coast can make it out and also support the toy drive, which is something awesome that SOS puts on every year. And there's a ton of good bands playing, but please make sure to make time to see Fleshwater. They're amazing. I'm happy that Mercy was able to take time out of her busy schedule to sit down and talk to me about all things Mercy, her solo stuff, the band. It was awesome. I'm such a fan. I'm so proud of her and her bandmates, and I hope all of you are too. So please strap in, enjoy this conversation. Without further ado, welcome Mercy to the show. Thank you. 
All right, and we're live. Welcome back to the podcast. Mercy, how's it going? Good, how are you? I'm doing great. This is uh, something that I'm really stoked on. I'm still a huge fan of your music, uh, and especially with your new band, Fleshwater. So I am really happy to have you here on the podcast today. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you for having me. I'm, I enjoy being on your podcast and seeing you at the fest that I saw you at. <laughs> FYA. Yes, 100%. Yeah, that, that was a, a pleasant surprise because I was there, um, like, you know, to have fun, obviously, but um, I was there kind of like under like a different role. I was doing some uh, like collab merch with bands in the podcast. So I kind of had to be like really responsible. And when I stepped away from the table, because my uh, really good friend Andy was there helping me. But when I stepped away from the table and I was walking through the lobby and I saw you, um, it, it was just a cool surprise. And I, I, I didn't think we would you know, catch up uh, for, for the, you know, that long, but it, it was just a cool interaction that weekend that I was not expecting. Yeah, it was fun. You got, I got company while I ate my vegan, was it a vegan burger and fries? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I guess, uh-huh. guess we can start there because um, that, that week uh, you were on a tour with uh, Koyo, Vane, and Living Weapon and Fleshwater. Uh, can mm-hmm. you talk about what that experience was like for you? That was a really fun couple of weeks. It was Fleshwater's first run of shows. So I was kind of like, learning the ropes a little bit like I've done a lot of mercy shows where you know I'm not used to having to ask for things in my monitor because it's just like my voice and so I was it was a big learning experience for me and um I definitely got more comfortable with playing in a band again on that run which was cool but the experience was awesome overall Koyo are like our best friends and um living weapon is obviously like <laughs> a couple of, well um it's john and then we have a few of our other friends in there but it's just like it was just a family it just felt like a vacation it was awesome okay and when you were on that run with uh Flushwire doing your like first string of shows uh mm-hmm. how'd you think uh, people were gonna um, you know receive you guys since it was like your early days doing stuff out there live i wasn't sure because at the time we only had four songs out we had three songs and a cover mm-hmm. so i was like i hope people care i mean i don't i don't hope people care because whatever but at the same time it's like it's nerve-wracking i don't know <laughs> it was fun though it was so much fun and i it, it was i um it was more well received than i thought it would be which was exciting Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, I think you know, just off the strength of the music alone, it's really good stuff that all of you are writing. So I, I'm not surprised because it, it just seems like in the hardcore bubble, uh, you know, things can get uh, just really repetitive. But when a band like Fleshwater comes and obviously, um, you know, it contains members of a lot of like prominent hardcore bands. But when they come and show that they can create a different type of music and stuff that people are really familiar with. And, you know, obviously taking sounds from bands that we all love and it just creates this new experience and everybody just gravitates towards it. Cause it has these little like flavors of bands that they loved growing up. So I, I think it's really awesome that you guys are all able to create something new and refreshing. And I think that's a big reason why people are so stoked and super into it. That's awesome. Yeah. It's definitely different. I mean, I always get nervous. I'm like, I hope because if we play just hardcore shows, um, I just hope that it fits in sometimes. But either way, it's fun to just kind of mix it up and 
show people something new if they've never heard something like that. Um, yeah, it's just always exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And for mm-hmm. for the origin of the band, I, I'm just curious. Well, obviously, a lot of you are all busy doing other things. Where did this idea come from to start Fleshwater and where did it start? Uh, so actually, Matt, who plays drums, and Anthony, um, who plays guitar and vocals, my boyfriend, he they actually started the band, I want to say, five, six something years ago. Um, and it was just something that they did for fun on the side of Vane. Um, and just more melodic, um, something they could get their other influence out, other influences out with. Um, but they didn't have a vocalist. That was the one thing they didn't have. And I would always listen to the demos all the time. I just love them so much, which are the actual demos that we released on Spotify. Those are the ones that had no vocals on them for so long. And then one day I was like, I want to try. And I asked Anthony, I was like, can I try singing on them just for fun? Like, you don't, I don't, I'm not asking to be the singer. I just want to do it for fun. And he was like, yeah, sure. Why not? So I recorded some stuff. I recorded Linda Claire in my room and I sent it back and they were just like, let's just do this. (laughs) I was like, okay. (laughs) So it was kind of random. I remember going to work that day and going, huh. Guess I'm in a band. <laughs> so that was random and exciting. And it's actually, it's all worked out because, you know, we ended up getting a place together last year, all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, we all lived together. Me, Matt, Anthony, John, Jeremy, um, John's little brother, um, Benno. We all just lived together <laughs> and it was really cool. Um, and we got to write a bunch of music together we all worked on Fleshwater together. Well, me, Matt, Anthony, and Jeremy worked on the new Fleshwater record together. And it was just so much fun. Um, I don't live with them right now, but we're a block, I'm a block away from them now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. happy that you took that chance and just wanted to try something out for fun since you've been listening to the demo so much. And it's uh, mm-hmm. kind of crazy how, how it worked out because obviously right now with the new record being released, it seems like you know, this is actually going to be something really cool. <laughs> that's awesome yeah it's been fun i'm excited for this next year and what we're gonna do <laughs> and you guys just wrapped up a you know a string of shows I, i'm just curious was that just because you had uh, the availability or was that planned around something special honestly uh we really wanted to do a record release but um it just wasn't working out there's so everyone is so busy right now like mm-hmm. every band is on tour every band is going to europe it's just chaotic so we weren't able to make a record release so whenever anyone was asking to for us to play the show we we're just like yeah let's just do it so it was just kind of random and we just got asked to play a few all at once mm-hmm. so it just kind of ended up being like a little run with some spaces in between we have that koya one coming up in a couple weeks which i'm very excited for and then i believe is there another there's another one. Oh, fya no not fya for the children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, Koyo's awesome. I love, because uh, I, I, I'm a huge fan of that band, and just to be able to see them grow, and especially as fast as they're growing, it, it's super awesome, because I think it's like really well-deserved, and I, th- I think everyone in that band is super talented, and the music that they create is really good. Mm-hmm. And they are all incredible, awesome, sweet, fun people, and they deserve it so much. So I'm so proud of them. 
100%. I saw them a couple of weeks ago. I flew to uh, Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, and they they played at Carl Hall with Drain, and it, it was a really fun time. It, it's always good seeing Koyo live. Yeah. No, they're so much fun. And they're so, they write the catchiest songs, and Joey's voice is so much fun to listen to. And they're just fun to watch, too. Mm-hmm. The energy is crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's something special. And for anyone who's listening for some weird reason, if you haven't had a chance to see Koyo, please stop whatever you're doing and figure out how to see Koyo because they're doing stuff. They're about to head overseas. They're going to do a, a full U.S. early next year. So th- there's plenty of opportunity to see Koyo. So if you haven't yet, please do that. 100% go watch Koyo. Uh, you know, it's funny. Every time I go to Wilkesbury, um, I, I uh, you know hang out um, over at my buddy's print shop, uh, Good Fortune Printing, and um, oh. Dark Medicines in the same building. And and uh, oh, you know, um, our, our mutual friend Matt Wren, uh, we we always hang out. And uh, somehow you you always come up, uh, and it, it's always uh, cool and interesting because we have mutual friends, and uh, Wilkesbury is such a special place to me. But it's like whenever I go there, you always get brought up. And, uh, <laughs> and it's cool because I am, am uh, a huge fan of uh, also, uh, Dark Medicine and your music. So it's, it's always cool to get reminded of that relationship whenever I'm out there. Because w- when I go there, people are always asking me, like, why do you go to this weird place in Pennsylvania that we've never heard of? And it's just like, it's hard to explain. Like, you guys wouldn't get it if you don't know about it already. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Matt Wren is awesome. He's helped me a lot throughout the years. Um I mean, Mercy, I wouldn't have been able to do anything. Well, not that's not 100% true, but a lot of it was thanks to Matt Wren and Wikiphase, to be honest. They really helped me. They, well, they brought me on my first tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Wren helped me. He was pretty much my manager for a while. I mean, not 100% my manager, but at the same time, helped me with so many things. And I'm so thankful for him and Adam and Adam. Sorry, quick face. Mm-hmm. But um, they're just awesome people. And I've only been to Wilkes Bar once, but it was really cool. And I would love to go back there. The shows there are awesome. Yeah, it's, it's a really um, interesting place. I uh, was toying with the idea of moving there uh, last year, but things just weren't. Um, yeah, things just didn't work out. But yeah. I, I always try to go at least once or twice a year just because it's, uh, you know, a bunch of friends down there. But I, I also like just getting away from home sometimes. So it's always nice to go somewhere that's like completely different from where you live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And Title Fight is from there and they're incredible. And I hope they make a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's like, um, uh, yeah, you, you go down there and it, it's hard not to talk about Title Fight because they're such, a, you know, such an inspiration and they've had such a huge impact uh, on that area. And it's, it's like, yeah, the, the, the whispers are always there. Um, and I hope it does happen. Uh, I, I, but, but I just hope that it's on their terms. I hope they like when exactly. and I totally yeah. understand that, like, they definitely probably have their reasons why they're not. And yeah. I don't and I respect it, but I love that. Hundred percent. Yeah, no, I, I'm in the same boat. I, I think about that band uh, all the time. Like, you can't see it now, but all my glasses on both sides, it, it has like title fight engraved on like the arms right here. So, oh, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, so I, I, I rep them every day. But oh, that's awesome. Okay, but getting back to uh, Flashwater, the new record's been out for just a couple of days now. Uh, just based off um, your interpretation, uh, how do you think it's been received, and like what kind of feedback have you gotten? Um, it seems like 
I've just been getting a lot of positive feedback. Um, I, I'm really happy with the feedback that I'm getting. I'm happy people like it as much as I do. Um, I, sorry. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. It seems like it's doing okay and I'm happy. Um, I'm just excited to play shows again and have fun because it's like my favorite thing to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and it seems with the the rollout, things have, uh, you know, from like when it was announced to now, there wasn't, you know, such a long, uh, you know, downtime in between just waiting for it or even for like pre-orders to go up. Uh, yeah, that- we recorded it like over a year ago. Um, but, you know, Vane put out their record and we wanted to kind of give it some time in between because we didn't want to just drop both records at the same time. So we let that record roll out for a little bit. We did their, they did their full US. Um, and then because it's the same exact people in both bands, just mm-hmm. the only difference is me. <laughs> so we just wanted to give it some time in between um, so we could tour each one. Um, but yeah, um, we definitely can't believe that it's out already. Um, even though it has been so long, it's just crazy to see. Like it was, I went on Spotify the other day and I was like, I can't believe I'm listening to this on Spotify and not on my notepad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you guys put it out with uh, close cast activities. Yes. And obviously I, I know there's like a relationship there. Um, is that the reason why you decided to go with them? Were there any other offers? You know, Justin has just been so such a rock for all of us Mm -hmm. um with Vane and he's just great at what he does and he um really helps out his bands and is there for them and we just were like yeah easy it was just easy to know that we're putting it out with him um and I'm really happy we did and he has a lot of good ideas all the time and he he's just so supportive so it's just awesome working with Justin um, at closed casket and it was just easy, easy decision. I love the loyalty. It's awesome yeah. <laughs> when uh, you can just see yeah. that like across the board. And this is just like me, somebody from like the outside looking in. So I, I definitely appreciate that. I, I think it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely recommend, um, checking out closed casket and all the bands. I mean, not you, but like whoever's mm-hmm. listening. Cause yeah, he knows, he knows what he's doing and it's awesome. And I love all the bands he puts on there too. Go listen to dead body. Great yes. band. <laughs> crazy that band. Um, yeah, let's do a Fleshwater dead body tour. That'd be crazy. <laughs> so awesome. I actually went to college with, um, the guitar player in that band. Okay. And I didn't know he knew some of those people. He, he studied guitar and I studied music industry. Um, but I would just, I would hang out with him because he was like the only person in my music realm at that school that was, we had similar music interests. So it's just crazy to see people I went to school with just on the same label first mm-hmm. off and then killing it. Cause that, that release they put out is awesome. Yeah. And I, I, I like what they did because they like dropped it and they're like, Hey, like vinyl is in like it ships now. It's not what? like, and I get it. Like, you know, the, like for everyone else who has to, I'm, um, you know, dealing with 
the delays and all that that you know totally understandable but i just like that they stayed quiet until they actually had it and they're like all right hey like it's here like let's go and i, I hope great success for them as well because that band is amazing yep oh, exactly me too i'm excited that'll be cool to do a tour with them um so with the the rollout you guys put out that um you know there was the the trailer and then you did the music video for uh, kiss the ladder I'm yeah. just curious, uh, how'd you decide on that one as the first uh, single for the record? And I'm just curious about the the music video, because obviously there's the uh, scene with the carousel. Like, uh, where <laughs> where was that shot? Because I thought that was awesome. It was, it was such a cool shot. So if you could break all that down. Oh, yeah. So um, as for the single choices, um, Matt and Anthony kind of chose what they thought should be the singles i'm not sure their thought process on it but i do they were pretty much like i know this is the single and i know that is the single um and i just kind of went with it and i trust their their um their choice and as for the location um that is somewhere in massachusetts that carousel that we hang out we don't hang out at the carousel all the time but that surrounding area is kind of where Anthony and Matt kind of grew up mm. and the arcade is also in the video that we would hang out at. Um, and it's just kind of meant a lot to us, that area. And when I saw the carousel one day, I was like, that would be kind of cool if we did the video there. And we talked to the people at the carousel and they were more than happy to let us film on it, which was awesome. And that whole city, it's called Salisbury. Um, it's, I don't know, it's just so wholesome. And it's, I don't know, it was cool doing a video somewhere that we just hung out at all the time. Yeah, because so. for for me watching, I was like, oh, this is a big budget video. They got uh, them doing their own stunts. The carousel is actually moving. It's not just sitting still. I, I thought it was like a really cool shot and, and the arcade because I growing up, uh, I, I love going to the arcade. Even to this day, like I'll, I'll poke my head and if I ever see an arcade and hope that they have cool stuff in there. Yeah. Yeah. I know Anthony and Matt are huge video game nerds. I'll call them nerds. Um, <laughs> and I definitely got a little bit more into video games because of them. But yeah, they love, we don't necessarily hang out at the arcade, but they love checking it out every once in a while and seeing, you know, playing old games that we used to, they used to love. Um, they love the fighting games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, Anthony actually directed and filmed both of the music videos which is pretty cool I, I was really like excited for him um and proud of him yeah I, um, I think they both came out really well uh how long did the uh, kiss the ladder video shoot take two hours <laughs> we we only rented the carousel for a couple hours mm-hmm. and we just took oh and then the drums we started getting noise complaints um so we had to speed it up mm-hmm. because it was like midnight we had to do it after hours um and there's apartments in the area and we didn't even think about how like the drums are gonna make a lot of noise mm-hmm. <laughs> so we had to speed it up quick we luckily we got enough shots the arcade we just filmed while they were open you know awkwardly some people watched or whatever. <laughs> you're like what are these people doing it's <laughs> like yeah gr- like yeah you guys are in a rock band <laughs> music you may <laughs> yeah. we're gonna deal with some of those we also climbed on some equipment that we weren't really supposed to and got told by the people who worked there a couple times to get off of it but 
fine. Yeah, and sometimes you just have to get it done for the shot, and uh, you know, uh, uh, apologize after. Just don't don't get too crazy, but just but no, we respect, we respected the equipment. Mm -hmm. just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it was super fun. That video was really fun to film. No, yeah, it was really awesome to to watch. I I think uh, he did a really great job with filming and, and directing it because uh, I've watched it a couple times and I think it's just so cool, especially that that carousel idea. I, I can't get over that. It was fun. You know what? I just remembered um, the second single wasn't supposed to be Razor's Apple right away. It was actually going to be Baxter's Breathing mm -hmm. um, for the longest time, up until the day before we started filming Razor's Apple. Um, just, I don't know why. We just woke up one day and we're like, you know what? Let's switch it. And the next day we just, we found this really cool antique store and we filmed the video in there. Mm-hmm. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, and I, I was gonna say uh, the Razor's Apple. That's actually my favorite song. So I'm, uh, you know, happy to have a music video attached to that. And, and I, I think it's really cool too that uh, you didn't just do one music video and move on because some bands and I get it uh, with timing, scheduling, budgets, and stuff. Like you know, one music video is all they can do. But for you guys to already have two, I, I think that's awesome, and especially for my favorite song off the record. So I, I'm extra stoked on that. Thank you. <laughs> that one's fun. I really enjoy that one. Um, we started playing that one live and it's been really fun as well. Mm -hmm. And were you, so you guys woke up, uh, decided on the new single. Was anybody nervous about it? Cause you never know, right? Uh, what song is actually going to be popular or if, if it actually is it, you could have that feeling you could be right. You'd be wrong. But uh, was anybody mm -hmm. like apprehensive after the change since it was well, so last minute? I was because Razor's Apple was twice as long as Baxter's Breathing. Mm -hmm. um, so I was like, oh, well, that's going to be a lot more to film. But either way, I'm happy we made the switch because Baxter's Breathing starts off pretty slow. And um, whoop, I love that song. I'm just saying it starts off kind of slow. Mm -hmm. So um, it would have been more of a laid back video, which I'm still, you know, I would love to make a video for every song on the album. <laughs> and the videos aren't too crazy. Since Anthony directs and films them, it's just, we just wake up and we're like, let's go film some stuff. Or sometimes we'll just drive around and film random things. Sometimes we'll take, like, in the Razor's Apple video, um, there's a shot of ducks floating through water. Um, we filmed that at a carnival, like, over a year ago. And then we went back actually and filmed it in a, with a better camera at the same carnival a year. Oh, no, no, it was a fair a year later. But we just kind of film things all the time and get ideas for maybe even in the future. So it's just fun. We can just wake up and do that, which is awesome. Yeah. And since the record's been out, there's two music videos. Is there a chance that there could be more? Maybe. We don't really have anything planned right now, but... Um, I'm always down. It's just fun. And it's fun, like seeing um, the progress and just being creative and even the artwork for the record. I we just all have so much fun making it. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't know. It's fun. So we enjoy it. Just doing whatever all the time, and, <laughs> whether it be music or art. And you mentioned the artwork. I am curious about that duck because it's like a repeating like, you know, imagery in like the music videos, obviously on your merch. I'm, yes, I'm just here, wait, hold on. Okay. Stay, stay tuned. All right. 
We are patiently waiting. The duck has caused Mercy to step okay. out. Oh, I have the duck. There we go. That's the, okay. that's the official duck. Yes. Yeah. I have the duck. Um, actually, Justin at Closed Casket found this mm-hmm. somewhere. And he and he just sent it to us, and he's like, I think, like a picture of it, and he was like, I think this is the duck because we wanted a duck as the album cover. Mm-hmm. We wanted it to be, you know, kind of creepy looking. Yeah, it's like a, um, it looks like a buff duck. It's like you know, yeah, chest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> crazy. I wish that I could just let him chill here, but yeah, it was fun. Um, now I just keep it in my room and try not to break it. The other day, Anthony accidentally knocked it off the shelf and onto the floor, and it didn't shatter. Thank God. Mm. That's great. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's just, it's cool. Yeah. Super random, but yeah. So it just worked out. <laughs> you guys had the idea. You like the duck on the cover and it's just going to be with you guys for, for a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just chilling here. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's something so simple, right? Uh, you, you think of a, a, a duck, but now it's just tied to you guys. I feel like at this point, which is cool. Cause it, I feel like it's always nice to yeah. kind of have like some sort of identity. Yeah. I don't know why we attached to ducks, but like I even made this artwork a while ago and I just, <laughs> we just love ducks over here and it's, it says FW for flush water. I just mm. made this for fun, but what yeah, we just, is that a painting or what does that mean? Out of? No, it's I, me- I messed around with. Well, I guess it is. Yeah. I painted the black outline mm-hmm. and then I filled in the blank space with foil to make it shine a little bit. I don't know mm-hmm. if you can. Yeah. You know, I, I thought it was foil, but it, uh, it, it looks blue. So it looks like kind of like water. Is, yeah. I got yeah. blue foil and orange foil. Oh, okay. Um, All right. I got a lot of fun stuff. So I don't know. We just like to mess around with whatever at all times <laughs> yeah, that's creative that that looks awesome i'm sure people are gonna offer you money for that <laughs> no i'm honestly i'm not even like i, I put this is my closet so i just kind of hide it in here because mm. <laughs> i'm like not super proud of it but it's just for fun i, I think it looks awesome you, you should be proud of that something you created uh you know that's tied to the band it's cool Thank you. <laughs> uh. yeah but the ducks just a thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, cool imagery. I, I I definitely dig it. But okay, so the record's out. Uh, it's awesome. And one thing that, that I really like is seeing the support for the band, like just throughout our community, and seeing so many people post their favorite songs. Right? Because obviously, I'm a lot of people posted the albums, but just throughout the week, seeing so many of my different friends posting. Uh, different tracks, uh, you know, claiming them as their favorite. And I, I thought that was really cool because I, I feel like um, for a, a band in the hardcore space that isn't a traditional hardcore band to get that support, I feel like it can go a, a long way. And I, and I think it's really awesome that uh, this is a band that so many people love just across the board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you never know how it's going to be received because we, you know, um, I don't, I sing differently than a screaming hardcore band so Mm -hmm. it's you know you never know if anyone's gonna like it but it's cool to see that people are into it and aren't immediately just shutting it out because it's not hardcore um and yeah i'm excited about it it's cool i'm happy that people even listened to it (laughs) 
so you did mention for the children which is cool uh, it's a great charity event that happens every year out here in california but post that are, are you guys trying to stick to more like um regional stuff like weekends here and there or is there like a big tour maybe in the future for flush water um to be completely honest we don't really have much planned yet um maybe we just received an offer the other day not sure if it's happening but um yeah, we do we, right now for the children is all we really have planned, which I'm so excited for because I'm from Los Angeles mm -hmm. and I've been going for the children since the first year it started. So it's crazy to be playing it, um, which is exciting specifically for me. Um, the guys are from Massachusetts mm -hmm. and Connecticut, so they didn't really necessarily grow up with that fest as much as I did. So it's cool. It's a little bucket list. <laughs> yeah. And this is a special one to, to play because it's at the Belasco, which is a huge venue. So yeah. so th this is uh, like a step <laughs> We've up. We've never played anything like that before. We've only played little venues around the East Coast. So when I heard it was at the Belasco, I was like, whew, take a couple breaths for a second. <laughs> but it'll be so much fun. And um so excited to see all the bands and to see all my friends. And, and it brings me home for Christmas. I was just going to ask, because uh, I, I know you moved to the East Coast. Um, are you able to you know, get back home every now and then to, to visit? Definitely. I So far, what it's been looking like is I go home a few times a year, which is really nice. Um, see all my friends. Um, I've been having some friends come out here and visit, especially in the fall, because it's beautiful here in the fall. Mm -hmm. um, I've only lived here about a year and a half now, but I try and get home as much as I can visit my family and just hang out and I miss oh one thing I do miss though sorry Massachusetts but your food is not as not comparable to Los Angeles <laughs> I miss the food so much all the time so when I go to LA I just make a list on my phone of all my spots that I need to go to as soon as possible starting with in and out it's like the second I land it's the first thing I go to okay yeah in and out's great <laughs> Uh, what are your food choices, um, you know, on the East Coast right now? Like, what have you found that you actually really like? No, oh, excuse me. Um, <laughs> good question. Uh, there's this really good banh mi place down the street. I go there sometimes and get banh mi's. Um, Mexican food, I stay away from it. They put broccoli in their burritos. I don't understand that. Wow, um, that's really weird. Yeah, I don't know. Every single Mexican food spot I go to out here that just filled with broccoli. That's interesting. I've never I had that. I don't like broccoli to begin with, so okay. yeah, hate it. But um, apparently seafood's good out here, but I'm not like a lobster person. Mm -hmm. uh, we really like this dumpling Thai spot. Honestly, Thai food, any kind of Asian food is pretty good here. Um, but I just, you know, growing up in Los Angeles, I've just grown to love Mexican food so much and nothing's comparable than over there. So I miss it. Can't wait to go back and have my spots. Salsa and beer, Las Fuentes. I don't know if many people know about Las Fuentes, but it's in Reseda, the Valley, and it's giving out the secret. Yeah, you're it's about to blow up your spot. I know, but it's a block away from salsa and beer and I think everyone should try it. Um, and then, oh, that vegan one is so good. Um, oh my gosh. Why am I blanking on the name? I'm not sure. I, I'm, I'm curious too. 
I forget. Oh my gosh, all my friends are gonna kill me. All right, it'll it'll, it'll come to you at some point. <laughs> it'll come to me at some point. El, El Cochinero. Cochinero. Okay. Yeah, yes. and we're about what, just like a, a month away from For the Children, so you'll be able to have your food spots very soon. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> okay, and uh, <laughs> it, it's only been a year and a half since you moved. Uh, how do you like it? Have you adjusted? Because obviously uh, moving is, is always uh, tough, especially when you move that far away from home. So I, I know it, it can be rough, but for you, how has it been? It's been really good. Um, I love it out here. It's a lot more laid back, relaxed than mm. Los Angeles, which has been now that I'm creeping towards my 30s. I'm 29. Um, I need that calm, calm, relaxing. I'm at that calm, relaxing point in my life where I just need this. And it's been really nice. And uh, all the people here are really sweet. And I have a really cool job that I love. And, um, yeah, and I'm realizing that going and visiting Los Angeles is actually really cool because I just get to have fun for two weeks and see all my friends and, um, have that crazy life for two weeks and then come home and just relax again. So <laughs> it's cool. I like the dynamic and I love it out here and I love being closer to the guys and just being able to do flush water whenever, mm. um, just be creative with my group of friends. Yeah, no, I, I definitely feel that. I live pretty close to LA. I'm still out here in Orange County, and uh, it, it seems like most days I'm out there for like a K-pop thing. But it is pretty hectic with how the city is, so it's always nice to be able to you know pop in, uh, have some fun, and then kind of go home where it's a little more chill. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's all it need you need sometimes. I mean, I'm not turning my back on LA. I love it there and I would easily live there again. Um, but switching it up, I'd love to live in a million different places, to be honest. I just want to travel and I'm excited that this next year I get to do that with flush water. So hundred percent. Yeah. I, I feel like for, for me, just being a kid, like the goal was okay. Like, let's just get out of our hometown. Uh, you know, let's get to orange County. Life will be like a million times better. And then fast forward to me, you know, getting to that point, I live in Orange County. I've been here like 12 years this year and realizing like, okay, like this isn't like the be all end all. Like as much as I love it out here, there's definitely other places that I could live and be just as happy. Yeah. I visited Chicago recently. I think that was the first Flushwater show and I loved it there. And I was like, I could, I could definitely see myself living here. Um, Seattle. I don't know. There's so many places I could I'm just down to live everywhere at some point. I'll even live in a different country one day. I'm down. <laughs> that would be really interesting. I'm actually traveling. Like I, I've been to Mexico, but I feel like that doesn't really count for us out here because Mexico is just, it's like right there, right? Like driving to Mexico is not that far. But, yeah. But I'm actually traveling to South Korea for the first time in May, and I'm actually pretty nervous. Oh, my God. Is there any reason or just for fun? Oh, well, I'm like such a big fan of uh, K-pop. So I'm like, all right, let me go to the motherland and uh, yes. <laughs> try to uh, catch some. Because like, it's gotten to the point where I'm um, obviously like I, I like a lot of the, the bigger groups that come to the States. But there's some groups that right now aren't um, on a big label where they have the budget to do like a full U.S. tour or even select dates in the U.S. So they uh, just do stuff more locally. 
or they'll travel mm-hmm. to countries that are closer to them. So I'm like, all right, if they're not going to come here, all right, let me try to go out there and see them live. Yeah, so I'm going to go out there and try to see some groups live. And I have uh, some Instagram friends there, and I hope they're real people and not yeah. uh, going to murder me. Um, <laughs> That's really exciting. You know, I've never really dove into that world of K-pop. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, I know, I've seen some of the um, groups, you know, on the internet, mm-hmm. and it's so interesting to me. I've heard, you know, the negatives of it, where like they're overworked or something. But I mean, they are so talented. Whenever I see anything from that world, and it's just, I don't know, it's really cool to watch. Yeah, so I can see how they have the cult following mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's pretty interesting because for uh, there's like a study done and like come to find out that uh, the majority of k-pop fans aren't even from uh, south korea it's like way more international fans that love that genre of music and so it, it is uh something really cool something that, that i've only been into it for about two years like i, I got into it in like 2020 so it, it's something Wasn't there one that kind of got really popular here recently and they were on the radio they're playing award shows here too. You might be talking about Blackpink. Maybe. I think it was a bunch of guys. Oh, then you might be talking about uh, BTS. BTS, yes. They, there was that one song that was super catchy and I would get stuck in my head, but they're like the biggest group ever. Like I don't they they have like the most insane following and they're so legendary like they'll never be a group as big as them i don't think ever again it, it's is that considered k-pop yeah yeah they're like the number one group like you can't argue that okay wow yeah i mean i've heard it i've seen it it's been stuck in my head so i completely <laughs> get it <laughs> yeah it, it's, it's insane um but they're the, the, the really popular they, they definitely have some good songs i'm not the biggest fan but i do appreciate them for what they've done because obviously they're like opening a lot of doors uh, for the industry and shining uh, like super positive light on the the culture and just like kind of uh, bringing K-pop, uh, you know, back into the mainstream. Because it, it's been like super popular before, like that Gangnam Style song back in the day by Psy. Um, oh, I didn't know that, that was K-pop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. I know that song. <laughs> everybody yeah <laughs> I, I would be surprised well maybe uh some younger people might not know what it is but yeah for people like us who've been around uh around oh, that was like when a the song was out thing. yeah yeah everybody knew that i remember everyone doing that dance he was doing that year okay yeah fancy <laughs> super fun yeah it's, it's it's wild but yeah but a lot of people didn't even realize that that, that it would you know that song is like you know part of this uh, you know crazy industry that's uh, slowly becoming like way more of a thing because especially being out here in California, like there's like since uh, shows have been coming back and safer for um, international travel, uh, a lot mm-hmm. of groups are finally um, able to make it to the States and doing their first, uh, the, they'll call them like world tours or first US tours, depending on the group and just mm-hmm. the crazy string of tours coming through and, and it's uh, wild from getting into it and having nothing. And just a couple years later, all these groups that I like are, finally making it to to the states yeah you know it's crazy too i've been going to a lot i've actually been going to quite a few concerts lately mm-hmm. um well my friend dragged me to halsey i did i didn't want to go <laughs> but no she was in town in massachusetts she was like i really want to go to halsey and i was like i don't and then she was like if i buy you a ticket will you go and i went so i went to a halsey concert and then i found out that Biba doobie and Pink Pantherist opened mm-hmm. and I missed it. And I actually really like both of those artists and I was very upset. But 
yeah, I went to that concert. Then I went to Suicide Boys, which was definitely a concert as well, which is crazy because I used to go to their shows when they were like I, that I, big. So it's yeah, insane. I saw them on Halloween, uh, I think like maybe 2016 or 17. I can't remember, but they played the observatory. They went on it. Like I had like a Halloween party at my house and then a bunch of us went from the Halloween party to the Suicide Boys show. Oh, wow. I wonder if I was there. I also have seen them at the observatory. Observatory. Yeah. <laughs> I had to say it again. <laughs> but um, yeah. No, and then I saw, I went to another concert. Oh, I went to 1975 the other day. I'm just like a huge 1975 stan. Mm-hmm. Um, have been since like 2013. Just also watch them grow. I saw them at the Troubadour. Jeez, that's a small venue. Yeah, small venue. And I did their merch that night for like an hour while they went to some bar across the street <laughs> and then no i just i just spent 200 dollars to see them at a venue so it's actually like crazy but yeah i'm the reason i bring all this up is because i can't believe that concerts and just all these people in a room is just normal again mm-hmm. when a couple of years ago we were all locked in our house and we're afraid that that was never going to happen again so it's just a weird concept um and yeah I'm really happy that we can do that international travel too. And music is slowly, but surely be getting back to normal. The industry. Mm. I was worried. Yeah. It, it, was it strange for you getting on stage for the first time after oh, yeah. post all that? Yeah. I mean, I had a mercy show. I was getting pretty comfortable, you know, with my mercy music and playing shows. And then I had one booked with, um, in new york um and i went on stage and i literally was like oh god this feels like karaoke now like i (laughs) i don't know what i'm doing and i it was super weird and was i was like this gonna have to take some getting used to and then the flashwater shows i was a nervous wreck at first because oh god i mean i was in a band you know years ago and it was just so foreign to me. So it was just crazy getting back in the swing of things, but I'm excited to tour. These one-off shows have been kind of a tease because it's like one show, then there's a week and then one show and then there's two weeks and then one show. And I'm just like, I, I really want to just go on tour and play a show every night. And I don't know. So hopefully that's soon. <laughs> yeah, I'd be surprised if it, if it didn't happen soon because there is a lot of uh, you know hype a- around the band uh, and the the music's awesome. And l- like I said earlier, like a lot of people are definitely into it. So I'm sure uh, you know you, you mentioned it, an offer earlier. I'm sure there's going to be more coming your way. That'd be awesome. That'd be so much fun. <laughs> I hope so. And you, you mentioned uh, Mercy. I, I am curious. Uh, are you still uh, making songs, um, you know, uh, under your solo project? Because the last single came out in 2021, um, almost a year ago at this point, because it came out in, in December, um, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. And when I go on Spotify and you look at how many you know, streams it has, it's like, okay, people still are into your solo stuff. People still like it. Um, I, I'm just curious, like, you know, where you're at with that today. Um. So I have a whole album that is in, well, it's pretty much done. Mm -hmm. I have always worked with producers. Um, I've never self-produced. 
um, that single that I put out, You Can Stay, last year, um, was my first, like, self-produced. And I was like, oh, I can actually do this, I guess. So I'm like, I'll just make a whole album on my own. But with that, I'm also mixing it and learning how to master at the moment, to master it myself. Um, And I think that's been what's slowing me down a little bit with releasing it because I'm being super self-critical and listening to them a thousand times. And sometimes I'll overanalyze and I'll make it, I don't know, I'll change the song completely and then I'll want to go backwards. And it just, it's just been a process, but I'm coming to terms with the songs now and I'm actually starting to think that they might be done soon and I'll probably put it out. Um, I'm aiming for January, maybe end of December. <sighs> yeah, definitely nervous, but um, it's a little bit different. So we'll see, but yeah, I'm not done with that project and I want to keep putting stuff out in that, uh, in that, on that um, as much as possible. Um, so yeah, that's my plan. Okay. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just curious for you, since you're, uh, you know, self-producing it, uh, how do you not get in your own head about your music? Do you have someone who you can play it for and have them kind of give you some f- feedback about the music? So you're not just completely in your head the whole time. Cause I, I can see how that could get like just nerve wracking and uh, definitely make the process a lot longer than it probably should be taking. Yeah, definitely. I definitely have my friend. I have flesh water guys and vein mm-hmm. guys. That just, show them to um, get their feedback. I punish them with it all the time. (laughs) And then um, my dad was actually a mixer. So I'll send it to him too. And he'll give me his feedback. Um, And, um, and then I have some mixing friends who I'll just send it to and they'll give me their advice. Um, But I do try and, not punish people with it as much as possible. So I do get in my head a little too much, but yeah, I'm starting to get a little more comfortable with showing some people and getting their advice. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, nope. Uh, so there's no other producers on this, uh, record that I'm, that's coming on the future. Uh, is that your plan going forward or was this just for this project? Um, you know, no, I'm open to it in the future. I definitely like, you know, I started on SoundCloud with all those, producers like doves and cat soup and um the gbc guys and the sesh guys and i want to still tie them in i want to still work with them i'm not completely over i'm not completely just i want to be self-produced at this point because those are my roots with mercy and i do want to still collaborate with people because i think that that's fun um and then i also want to do an album with my boyfriend anthony under his um project death fm um we do have a single out together called parallel i think oh and sense we have a couple out actually a few but um yeah i want to do stuff with him so i'm not fully stuck with the idea of being self-produced so that'll be cool in the future okay and if you can uh, you know speak on it how many tracks can we be expecting on this new record not too many. I know I said album, but I think I'm cutting, I'm narrowing it down to like seven or eight. Um, I, I've been writing these songs for a few years now. Um, and you know, some of them are old ideas and it just kind of, I already have other new songs written and new ideas written that are completely different. 
than these songs. So I'm just ready to move on to the next thing and not keep adding to this one. Um, so yeah, seven or eight is where I'm going to stick with and then I'll just start something new soon. Yeah, I'm excited. Maybe I'll put a single out soon. We'll see. Yeah, maybe on, uh, you know, it's, it's almost been a year. Like next month will be a, a year since um, you yeah, can that's, stay. It's just been flesh water time this past year and just making sure that record is what it is and um yeah i'm now gonna dedicate some time to writing and finishing that album well it's finished i just need to finish mixing it and focusing my time on that (laughs) Mm -hmm. and um sometimes the youtube comments can be pretty nasty and try not to get too wrapped up in it but um when i was watching the flush water music videos i was kind of curious I, just to see what you know check uh, you know some people's temperature see how they're feeling and one thing that i thought was cool was i, I saw some person commenting about how uh they really liked um your your vocals and uh, I, I saw somebody else chime in like oh you should check out her, her solo stuff so it, it's cool to see people um you know in tune and actually um you know uh, letting other people know who may not know about your solo stuff to go check it out since they like your vocals so much from flush water yeah, no, that's really cool, too. I've noticed that because I would be lying if I didn't say I also check the comments here and there because who doesn't? Even if they say they don't, I know that they are. Because it's interesting to see people think of, like, what you put all your hard work into. And, um, yeah, I also think it's funny. A lot of people thought I was, like, a guy. Oh, really? <laughs> you know? I, I, I didn't see a- any of that chatter. but A lot of people thought the demo was just, like, a guy with a higher voice. Mm-hmm. And... Um, when they saw the video, were shocked to see it was a girl, which I think is funny. I'm just like, huh. It's just funny to see what people thought over all this time. And, um, but no, I am a girl. And, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, it's cool. It's cool to see people caring about even my solo stuff. And I've had some people at the Flushwater shows come up to me and ask me, like, when a Mercy album's coming out and stuff like that. And I'm like, whoa, that's crazy. You like people care. <laughs> it's still shocking. And and I do like like this um you know dot fm universe that you and your friends are all creating because you you listen to all of the the music and in my opinion it, it's all good uh you know no misses and that's pretty rare right to, to be under this bubble but then, then when you look at like the people involved everyone's so talented uh I I think it's smart what you guys are doing over there and it's really cool because I can't think of anybody else that's doing that like you know kind of pushing that and just kind of you know branding yourselves under this like one umbrella yeah it all started with anthony with his solo with his uh solo stuff death fm and then he decided he wanted to make a collective and put tapes out for all of his friends bands like all of us because we just all have so many projects there's living weapon and there's bane Fleshwater. um matt even has his own solo stuff um and why am I blanking on the name? He hasn't put out music in a while, which is why I'm blanking on the name, but, uh, oh, Virtual Death. And um, I believe we put some tapes on the, on the first Flushwater run for him. And, you know, they're always still working on, they have some stuff that, that's not even released that they just work on all the time. They're all, the cool thing about when we all live together is I would notice that they would just lock themselves in their room and just write all the time. And, They'll just have these ideas and sometimes we'll even make songs for fun. We'll just stay up super late. And we made this really funny, like opera, operatic, like metal song (laughs) just for fun. 
<laughs> which was cool. We just mess around and have fun. Um, but yeah, it's really cool. So Anthony started putting out tapes on her death FM radio. And then we just kind of all stuck with that FM thing. Um, yeah. And I'm sure that there will be more projects in the future. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. But it's cool. No. Family. I, I think it's awesome. And it's cool to hear that uh, uh, all of you are having so much fun behind the scenes doing it because I feel like that's like a really important thing, right, is for uh, people to have fun and love what they're doing because sometimes uh, you can hear it through like people's music um, when they're not into it or it doesn't seem as creative as some of like, their older stuff. But to hear from you that you guys are all having so much fun and constantly writing and doing cool stuff, I, I, I think it's great. And it definitely shows because, the like I said, all the releases under – uh, the dot fm have been awesome yeah we're just hanging out and jamming <laughs> and we do have um a new practice space which has helped us out a lot and just like practicing all the time which is fun it's fun nice little place to go to mm -hmm. and just do whatever <laughs> so that's been cool now in the future uh, I know it might be a lot of work because uh, so many shared members, but uh, like a dot FM tour, because obviously uh, with uh, that run last year with uh, Living Weapon, Fleshwater, Vane and Koyo, you know, we kind of saw that. But could something like that be something in the future that you guys would want to do? Or would you guys like to kind of uh, separate the projects because there's so many shared members? Yeah, I mean, we were, we're definitely open to it. We would love to. Um, the Coil run was kind of like that idea, um, like you said. Um, but yeah, it also, it just gets tiring for them too, because they're just like, ah, you know, Matt's playing drums and all of them and a set back to back to back to back. We just feel for him the most. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> drums are very, um, a lot of energy. But especially when you go, he's just, He's going hard. He goes really hard. Yeah, so. crazy drummer. <laughs> yeah, he's incredible. Um, so maybe that's why we haven't really done it yet, just to make sure we don't kill them. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely an idea. We'll do it eventually again. Um, always possible. But yeah, it'd be also cool to just maybe do some mercy stuff touring too, um, whether it being with the FM mm -hmm. situation, which also is nerve wracking too, because it's not hardcore. It's not even close to the flesh water music. So. And have you been thinking about doing shows? What was the last show you did in New York as mercy? It was, yes. Um, it was a silentness. Mm -hmm. Um, they're just our friends from New York. Um, yeah, it was, his, it was his mercy. We also did a, a couple of flesh water shows in New York too, but that one, was a mercy show which is the one where i felt like i was doing karaoke because i was not used to being on a stage <laughs> mm -hmm. but uh, do you have anything or any ideas that, that you want to do with mercy because you know maybe with the new record coming out you could tie some shows to it yeah east coast west I coast i just don't really know where to start like i knew living in la i knew like a lot of bookers and booking people and mm -hmm people i just knew people there and i don't really know many people here except for the guys um my coworkers, but they're a lot older than me <laughs> and they don't really listen to the kind of music i do so it's hard it's hard to get any kind of shows going out here unless i just start traveling back to la but i'll try 
I'm sure something will come up eventually. Or you travel to Wilkes-Barre. We, we call up uh, Adam. We call up Jonah. Get yes, <laughs> oh, Jonah. His new album is so good. I think he did it with Will Yip. And yeah. I'm really proud of him. That was It's really good. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. fantasy. Go listen to Fanny's Camp. Jonah's awesome. Go listen to Wild Red too. Wild Red might be my favorite band from Wilkesbury. They're so amazing. Yeah. Um, but it, how far are you from there? You're not that far, right? Yeah, I don't think I'm that far. Maybe like four or five hours, which is crazy because that's I don't know. I just compare everything within driving from Cal, like within California. Mm-hmm. You know, I Los Angeles to San Francisco like six or seven hours, but it's crazy that on the East Coast you can drive six hours and you're like three states away yeah (laughs) you drive 15 minutes and you're in a different state that's crazy to me yeah i I feel like that's also like one of the cool things about being out on the east coast too because when i went to wilkesbury i actually um went to philly one day just to go film an interview um my my buddy jeff and i went shout out jeff feet first and he's like yeah it's two hours and i was like oh that's nothing I, i could do that in my sleep that's like not that bad of a drive yeah, I've gotten way more used to driving out here. I mean, I drive an hour to work every day and an hour home. Mm-hmm. And um, and I drive to New Hampshire to do my grocery shopping, which is crazy. I have to like, I literally drive to a different state. Um, but it's really cool, too. And it's like Maine is 45 minutes away. Mm-hmm. And I haven't been there yet. Actually, maybe I stopped by for a second. But um yeah, and then just being able to drive to New York in three hours and Philly is not that far either. New Jersey, it's just such a crazy concept to me, but getting used to it. I want to hear about this grocery shopping. Why do you have to drive to another state to go grocery shopping? <laughs> well, I love Trader Joe's. Oh, so okay. okay. I'm a Trader Joe girl. So um, the closest one is in New Hampshire, which is only 15 minutes away. But um yeah Uh, and new hampshire has no tax on anything and so i go there for my target shopping too and stuff like that because if i buy big items there's no tax i bought my iphone there no tax (laughs) Bought my air conditioning unit there no tax (laughs) that sounds so nice because out here in california they're taxing everything it's 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 like way too expensive here yeah i know so new hampshire i like the idea of um no tax. Just go in there all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't have that luxury because I, I can't. It doesn't matter which direction I drive in. I, I can't hit another state in 15 minutes. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't even travel around California too much when I lived there. I'll just go to San Diego, Orange County for Disneyland <laughs> and uh, chain reaction shows. Mm-hmm. And I barely went up north. I think I would only I don't, I've only been to San Francisco like two times. That's uh, that's more than me. I've never been up north, which is crazy because I've lived in California my whole life and I've never been up north. I think the farthest north I've been is Fresno. Yeah, it, I was just hanging out with Scowl the other day and they, you know, they're from. Yeah, they're from Northern California. I forget what part of Northern California. Um, right next to san francisco i believe but i was just we were talking about how it's just two completely different worlds it might as well be two different states mm-hmm. i never go there and they barely come i mean maybe they go to la more than i think but i think that they barely go there so <laughs> it's crazy it literally is two different states they also have 
people up north, they talk differently. They say hella. I've never said hella in my life. That's wild. Yeah, no, the, the state's huge. So, it, it, you know, there's always, there's always been talks of splitting the state in half and it, it, it being two completely different places. But, um, yeah, um, it, it's so big. Yeah, I've just never been there. I, I, I almost went there in 2020. Uh, there was like this leaked uh, drain record release thing that uh, you know, that got uh, announced. I wasn't supposed to get announced. And then obviously it got canceled uh, because of the pandemic. So that just kind of scratched my plans because I, I haven't had the opportunity or like just the time to go up there. Yeah. And when I was on that tour with Wicca phase, I got to drive through like Northern, Northern California mm -hmm. for the first time. And it was probably one of the most beautiful experiences I've ever had. So definitely recommend it to people who live in California. Don't travel up North very often. Yeah. Some of the like uh, most down to earth people that I've met or talked to in our community are from up there. So Makes sense. I, I got to get up there at some point. So yeah, definitely, it's beautiful. Okay, and you you mentioned Scowl. Did you go to one of their shows while they're in your area? Yeah, they played in Boston like two weeks ago, and we got to go, and it was they they killed it, and they said it was their favorite show of the tour, um, which was cool, and it was the last date of their tour. I honestly can't remember the name of the headliner. It was a band I'd never heard of. I think it was like some punk band, mm -hmm. but. Um, I've never really dove into punk too much, so I don't really know as much as they do. But um, yeah, they, they they killed it, and it's they're awesome people too. Yeah, fellow I'm, Californians. I'm so happy for them because I, I remember when shows, uh, you know, like the flow shows started coming back because there was like that crazy bridge show in L.A. And then um, once uh, the heat kind of died down from people actually doing shows, I remember I saw Scowl and Zulu at this most random place in L.A. that's never had a show again. And I was just so happy to see them getting out there and then to see them have this crazy trajectory going on tour with Limp Biscuit, playing all these um, major festivals and just getting the love. It, it's definitely something really cool to, to see. And everyone in that band is super nice and really genuine. And I, I think uh, they all deserve it. The, the music's awesome. So I, I'm happy to see them constantly growing, always like you know busy. I, I can't remember the last time they weren't on tour. So it, it's only something cool yeah. to, to see. I know. Yeah, it's really cool because I, I saw them the first time I'd ever seen them was when they went on tour with Vane. I want to say like a year ago. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, this band's cool. And then um, I've just seen them play these huge shows since then, just been on like everywhere and on magazines and just like all these crazy YouTube interviews. And I'm just like this. They're really killing it. And um, and it's just crazy to see people bands like that grow and just watch it happen like right in front of you and they're awesome people so they deserve it and um just fun to watch it's cool to see the venue that they played in boston last week was huge i think it was called big night live and i was like wow this is incredible it sounded crazy it was so loud mm -hmm. i think it was with drug church the opener bands was scowl drug church I think that was just the two. And then it was the the headliner, but I don't remember the name. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's cool to see and kind of just show that um, obviously like w when you look at bands, like I, I always argue that like the like the biggest bands in hardcore, uh, you know, Turnstile, Code Orange, uh, Knock Loose, Vane, they kind of show people that there's really no ceiling to what we do, even though we are like this subculture in what we feel like is a, a little underground bubble. 
but when those bigger bands go out there and go on tour with Limp Bizkit, uh, you know, sell out a 6,000, uh, you know, cap venue and play Madison Square Garden, like, yeah, like it's... anything's possible, uh, you know, with this type of music and, and it's cool. And I know a lot of people can get a little sour about bands getting bigger and maybe bringing people who aren't like traditional hardcore kids, but you know, I, I don't see that as a bad thing at all. I, I think it's you know, it's good if, if people like their music and they're kind of giving more exposure, whether they're bringing in new kids or not. I, I don't see it as a bad thing. No, it's awesome. And Turnstile's really opening a huge door for hardcore in general. Just, it's crazy. Like people that I'm friends with that have never listened to hardcore ever in their entire life are obsessed with Turnstile. Mm-hmm. And they're finding out about other bands because of Turnstile. And, you know, Turnstile's bringing other hardcore bands on their tours no matter how big they're getting and it's awesome um like the fact that they're playing a huge show coming up in boston and bringing fiddlehead and um you know it's just crazy it's just crazy to see hardcore bands that big and it's awesome um and they're just opening so many doors for other hardcore bands too. I, just this- I thought it was a big deal for them to have played Coachella a couple of years ago. Um, obviously, they weren't the first band from our bubble to, to do that, but I, I just thought for uh, their sound, I, I thought it was like a, a, a big deal. But then fast forward, they played it again, and now they're about to go on a world tour with Blink-182. It's <laughs> like, what can't this band do? Like, it, it's insane. I know. Yeah, because Code Orange played Coachella before that, right? Uh, no, um, Code Orange actually played after them because uh, Turnstile played twice. They, they they played in 2019 and they played this like most recent year. Yeah, yeah. Code Orange is also killing it too. They're playing massive things too. Yeah. So it's cool to just watch all these bands. Just I, there was this local venue in the valley where I grew up called the Cobalt. Which um, shout out the Cobalt, <laughs> but rest, I rest in peace. Did you go there? Yeah, out there in Canoga Park. Yeah, Canoga Park. It mm-hmm. was only like five minutes away from where I lived, and I would just go every weekend, whether it was by. I just there was a show every weekend, so I would just show up and just hope there was a show, and just go and like you know, I would see Turnstile there, I would see Code Orange there when they were Code Orange kids, mm-hmm. and it's just crazy to see them playing these massive shows. Like Code Orange opened for the suicide boys show that I went to Okay. concert. Literally. I'm going to call it a concert because it was a concert and it was like, I can't believe this is real. can't believe that there's thousands of people in this venue watching code orange. Yeah. No, it, it's wild. Suicide boys. Yeah. So I'm, I don't know. It's been, everyone's been killing it lately. So it's been really cool to watch. hundred uh, percent. Yeah. A, a couple months ago, um, uh, Drain did a show up north with uh, City Morgue, and mm-hmm. for people who, who don't know who that is, there's like this crazy group. And I'm just like, how does it, like who even had that idea? Um, but it, it works perfect because Drain's also like one of those bands, right? They're um, obviously like one of the hottest bands right now, but their sound is just so um, friendly that it, it can cross over, and they could do those kinds of mixed bills, and it's not weird or awkward because uh, just mm-hmm. with um, obviously with, with the music, but also with the, the energy that they bring kids always go off you can watch any drain video go watch the outbreak set it's insane it's crazy i know it's so cool to see it's so cool to see all these um 
mixtures of genres too. Mm-hmm. And, yep. it, and it works too, because I don't know, rap artists, from what I've seen, their audiences take really well to hardcore. Yeah. And subgenres of that. Yeah, I think so. they, they just like that aggressive energy. Because even like I, I've gone and seen like ASAP Ferg and seen everybody wanting to you know do these crazy like push pits, people stage diving, and I'm like, okay, that's not too far from what I normally do at a hardcore show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. They're just down. They're just let's go. <laughs> it's cool. Hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Well. I'm happy to you know know that uh, Mercy is uh, about to put out a new record. Fleshwater uh, just dropped their new stuff, and, and I'm definitely happy to see the positive response and see everybody um, you know reposting it. Um, and I want to thank you for uh, you know taking the time to do this because you know you hadn't been on the podcast. I think it's been three years. I, I no. had I, I like looked it up. Uh, you were like pre episode 100 so thank you for still being down and supporting uh and being cool i I definitely appreciate that from you i can't believe it's been three years i really enjoyed the first time i was on your podcast so when you asked me again i was like yeah i'll do it whenever i'm down (laughs) it was fun so and this was fun too thank you yeah fun for me too and i i'm happy to see you and your friends doing well i'm happy to see that you're, you're happy living life and doing cool stuff but before we sign off is there anything else you would like to say um i'm not sure just hang out with your friends have fun write music eat good food go to los angeles eat good food okay (laughs) actually stay away from los angeles because it's too crowded just find good food where you live (laughs) but uh yeah that's pretty much it okay well i will see you in december i will be at for the children Uh, awesome yeah i'm looking forward to your set uh thank you for everybody who tuned in We appreciate all of you and we'll be back soon. Yes. Thank you for having me.